welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy MMA Podcast, where this is a podcast for all fanboys and fangirls of mixed martial arts. On this episode, I will be talking about Israel Adesanya and how he's pretty much a rock star in MMA. Then I'll turn my focus on to why fighters shouldn't feel pressured to take fights if their opponent doesn't make weight. Michelle Watterson. And did you know we have a plethora of MMA starting Friday and going into Sunday? I talk about all the action coming up. Kind of. Also, I hit on how much I love when fighters quote-unquote shoot their shot. That means aiming at another fight, fighter, um, turning a win into possibly another fight. And we might finally get to see Habib versus Tony. And finally, in the final bell, Baron Uncle Boxing and how much I love it. But I absolutely hate something that they're doing. Let's fucking go. Five big hits. The first big hit is Israel Adesanya. He is absolutely a superstar in the sport of MMA. He proved that he can take shots and give them back. Robert Whitaker was supposed to be the one. He was the champion. He was supposed to be the one to quiet the hype of Israel Adesanya, and it didn't happen. Uh, He got a few good shots in on on Adesanya, but it was mostly the Izzy show. Um, With a few more seconds in the first round, Adesanya would have finished it in the first. Didn't happen because the bell rang and they had to go to the second round. In the second round, Izzy finished the fight. So out of the two rounds, he could have won. He could have beat Robert Whitaker in both rounds. Israel Adesanya is absolutely a rock star in MMA. His walkout was fabulous. I dig it because I'm more of the hip hop, um, b-boy graffiti type. I thought it was highly entertaining. It got me pumped up to see him fight. The death note at his introduction was intelligent. I loved it. He's taking notes. He obviously sees and hears people, which is pretty good for his own brand. His performance was electric. I mean, you can't say much less about that fight other than it was fabulous. And seeing him with his family after he won was heartwarming. That's that's what these fighters strive for. To take care of their families. 
Israel Adesanya is at that point in his MMA career where he's at the top. Now he can take care of his mom and dad who were there. I love seeing that kind of stuff. The comparisons to Conor McGregor are crazy, outlandish. I just don't like comparisons in general. Um, I feel like we should let people be who they are as fighters. Israel Adesanya is the type of fighter that we haven't seen in the UFC. He's like a freak athlete. He comes from a K-1 kickboxing background. But he's so quick and fluid in the way he fights. Um, It's really fantastic. He obviously needs to work on his takedown defense and being on his back. But we really haven't... We didn't see that at all during the Whitaker fight. Um, If he fights Paulo Costa, we will for sure see that I mean Costa's a, a massive man so it would be smart for him to try to take Izzy down and it's just he has to get him down and John Jones is clearly shook by the rival of Israel Adesanya even prior to this fight John Jones has like had him on his mind which is kind of weird because they're not in the same division. John Jones is a bigger guy. Izzy is skinnier and smaller than John Jones. Um, John Jones can actually be fighting at heavyweight. Um, I would love to see them fight eventually. I do think that Israel Adesanya has to, absolutely has to defend his belt at least a minimum of once against Paulo Costa. And then see from there what happens from there. Um, John Jones has options, I guess, in his division depending on Dominic Reyes and Chris Weidman, what happens with them. And then Johnny Walker's coming up. But aside from that, John Jones, there's a lot of talk about him going up to heavyweight. I don't know if we'll ever see him fight like a Stipe Miocic or even Daniel Cormier at heavyweight. It would be entertaining. And I think... I mean, John Jones is a freak athlete and he's a wonderful mixed martial artist. He knows what the fuck he's doing. I think that he would do well at heavyweight. But I don't think he necessarily has to. He's already one of the best ever. Whereas Israel Adesanya is not one of the best ever. He's definitely on his way. He's only 30 years old. He's really fucking good. And he has all eyes on him Israel Adesanya is absolutely a rock star and that's not me being on the hype train the bandwagon or whatever that's 
what it is. He is a rock star in MMA. Look, dude, the dude, he's a nerd. He doesn't get in trouble. Sure, he says some things that are like, okay, all right, I, I don't quite understand, but he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He's he's absolutely a rock star. He's great for MMA. Great for MMA. I love it. The second big hit. Why should a fighter feel pressured into taking a fight if their opponent cannot make weight? So... The Michelle Watterson and Joanna Jacek fight may or may not be happening because supposedly Joanna is way overweight. Um, there was there was a lot of talk of Joanna uh, asking for a catch weight. Why should Michelle Watterson feel the pressure of taking a catch weight when she's already a lot smaller than Joanna? Joanna's big. For the division, while Michelle Watterson smaller for the division, Michelle Watterson can be an atom weight. If the UFC had an atom weight division, she would be fighting at atom weight. There are weight classes for a reason. Under no circumstance should a fighter feel the pressure into taking a fight if their opponent can't can't make weight. That's on them. What, to save a card? There's other fights on that card. Fuck it. Most of the time, when a fighter misses weight, the fighter who is overweight wins the fight. Odds are not in Michelle Watterson's favor. There are options. Rather than having a fighter fight someone way over the agreed upon weight why can't you just reschedule the fight they do it in boxing they do it in boxing all the time or find another opponent or scrap the fight altogether or if the fighter who is on weight like Michelle Watterson decides to fight the overweight fighter you want yet J check start her start the overweight fighter with a one point deduction and on top of that give Michelle Watterson the money Michelle Watterson did all that she had to do to make weight why should she have to change plans for somebody who didn't make weight we're seeing a lot of this lately we've seen a lot of this lately especially in the UFC there are weight classes for a reason fucking stick to the weight classes if you can't stick to the weight class move up move up there are other options But under no cir- circumstance should Michelle Watterson feel pressured into taking a fight, especially since the odds are against her to win that fight. All right, so the third big hit. One, we have one of the best weeks in the MMA 
with all of the big fight promotions holding events. Starting with Combate Americas 46 in Tucson, where we have a main event of Joby Sanchez and Jose Alde, which is absolutely phenomenal fight. And then Anthony Burchett is also on that card. He's in the co-main event. And Combate Americas always puts on fun, fun, entertaining fights, no matter what. And then there's the PFL playoffs, uh, where Kayla Harrison is back. Um, she's main eventing. She'll be taking on Jenna Fabian. And then Sarah Kaufman is also on this card. She's the co-main event where she'll be taking on Larissa Pacheco. There's so many names on this on this card. It's crazy. PFL is highly entertaining as well. Like Combate America, so they'll be actually head-to-head. Um, they'll be on at the same time, but they're both really entertaining. And Saturday morning... We have Ryzen 19. One of the best MMA promotions out there is Ryzen. They don't put on a lot of cards, but when they do, they are fire. Kaiosakura is the main event. You go down this card, and there's a lot of names. Patricky Pitbull is also on this card. So is Rena. I mean, you go down the card from top to bottom, there's fun fights everywhere. That's Ryzen 19. On Saturday morning, early morning, well... And then there's Bellator Kickboxing, which they don't hold a lot of events, but there is a Bellator Kickboxing card. Then there's Bellator, there's Glory 69, there's Fight Night Global 94, On this is all on Saturday, Bellator 230, um, it's not... Great card, but it's decent. And then there's obviously the UFC um, Tampa Bay card, which I talked about with Joanna and uh, Michelle Watterson, Cub Swanson, Cron Gracie, James Vick, Mackenzie Dern returns, Luis Pena is on this card. Max Griffin. I mean, you go down. You go down the card. It's a. It's a. It's a decent UFC card. And then, then the big one, which is well, it's two different, two different cards. One, or one in the morning, one at night for one championship 
Um, they it's so big. It's their hundredth card. It's so big that they split it into into two. Angela Lee, Demetrius Johnson are on the morning card. Yushin Akami. I mean, there's fabulous card, and then the. And then the night card is the big one with Ong Lung Song and so many other fighters. Um, yeah, so we have a shit ton of fights coming up this weekend, starting Friday to Sunday night hell of a weekend for fights alright so the fourth big hit Habib Nurmagomedov has said that he wants to fight Tony Ferguson finally they've tried it before they're going to try it again we hope I mean I hope for MMA this fight actually needs to happen Um, Habib has said that he wants to fight Ferguson in March or April of 2020. The way is fine as long as we get as long as we get this card. What's or this fight? What's a few more months of waiting? I mean, honestly, what's a few more months? It it really isn't that big of a deal. I just want to see this fight. They've tried it like four times. It's not gone down for health reasons and whatever if it fails this time around I feel like it will be the biggest fight we didn't see in MMA which is pretty shitty to be honest because they're both so damn good I would love to see this fight it needs to happen it absolutely needs to happen Without a doubt, it needs to happen. And I think they will make it happen. I think Tony deserves his title shot. And Habib wants to fight Tony Ferguson. I think that the UFC obviously wants this fight. They clearly want this fight. They need this fight to shut the... To pretty much shut everybody up about it. Um... Yeah, this fight needs to happen. And I think it will happen. March or April of 2020 is what Habib Nurmagomedov wants. And I think that's when we will see it. The fifth quick hit, fighters who shoot their shot. It's one of my favorite things in MMA. I love when a fighter wins his fight and has an opponent ready to call out it automatically brings the fan into thinking about that fight we just watched this fighter win now on our mind is what's next for that fighter Because he already called out 
his next opponent, hopefully. He clearly wants that fight. For, for whatever reasons, they clearly want that fight. So I think that it's one of the best things in MMA. And then also on social media, when a fighter talks about another fighter or calls out another fighter and says, let's go, it automatically brings attention to that fight. People are watching. People follow fighters on social media and then they automatically see like for instance this past week Paul Felder and Dan Hooker Hooker called out Poirier Poirier said nah then Paul Felder jumped in and said let's go so maybe we'll see one maybe we'll see Felder and Hooker the Irish Jack the Irish Dragon and the Hooker people will talk about it And if it builds enough traction, the fight might actually come to fruition. (laughs) See Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, that's exactly how it happened. Or Nate Diaz called out Jorge Masvidal after his win against Anthony Pettis. And it got people talking. That's a fire fight. The UFC had no other option other than to make that fight. And now we get to see it. The same could be said for Felder and Hooker or whomever. I mean, that's what we're seeing with John Jones and Israel Adesanya. Now, a lot of back and forth talking. It might happen eventually. I love it. I love fighters who shoot their shot, especially after they win a fight. All right, the final bell. I love the idea of bare knuckle boxing. I can't get enough of combat sports, period. Can't get enough of it. I already love boxing. It's my first true love as far as combat sports. Watched it when I was very little. I used to box. Boxing is my heart. But there is a line to be drawn. When older retired fighters who haven't fought in years come back for like just a, a payday and fight for promotion to make money off of them and their name, I don't like that the idea of that. I'll watch. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch. Because I love fighting and I love the sport of boxing and I'm really digging bare knuckle boxing. I just really don't want to see a fighter get injured because they're older, not in their prime, because they've been out of fighting for so long. I'd fully support a fight in an organization, a promotion if the fighters were in the prime of their careers like Jason Knight and 
Artem Lobov. Their first fight was fucking fantastic. Now they have a second fight booked. But I don't like the signing of a fighter like Hector Lombard. He's been out of fighting for so long. He's... I worry about his head and what could potentially happen in the long run or right then and there. Go get boxers or MMA fighters that are active and in good health. Stop using the name of a fighter to build your brand. Put on fights with fighters people are interested in and they will watch. Like Artem Lobov and Jason Knight. That fight brought eyes because of Lobov and it turned out to be fucking fantastic. Now people will watch again because of the first fight and because of Artem Lobov's name. People will watch if you put fighters in the ring that people know and that are actively fighting. I love bare knuckle boxing. I love boxing. I love combat sports in general. But there is a line to be drawn. Where what is right for the sport and what isn't right for the sport. What isn't right for the sport is putting older fighters on. Because we don't know what can happen to them. We already don't... Things can happen in general in fighting. It's just worse when it's an older fighter who's been out of action for so long. With that, I'm out. I want to thank each and every one of you who listens to this podcast. I know there are a lot of options out there. Some are very good. And I hope this one is good. I'm just an MMA fanboy like the rest of you. And I'm here to talk about the sport I love. Until next time, enjoy the fights.